Today's episode is all about period and menstrual health. This is a topic I've wanted to do for a long time, but I'm very particular about the guests that I bring on my show. When I found Dr. Heather Rhodes, I was like, oh, yes, finally. Dr. Heather Rhodes is a holistic pharmacist with a passion for women's health. She makes understanding your hormones simple and teaches you practical steps for maintaining hormone balance. Her natural approach to healing creates lasting results and symptom relief specifically for PCOS, PMS, acne, and fertility. There are so many different aspects of women's health we can discuss, so narrowing down the questions was definitely tough, but we're keeping it simple and focusing on periods. What's considered normal? What are signs of an unhealthy cycle? Navigating the entire 28 days, not just your period week, and honestly, a lot more. What I really love about Dr. Heather is her approach to medicine and the body as a whole. She combines both her knowledge of traditional medicine with a more natural approach. Honestly, she's the best of both worlds, and she's bringing both sides together into one in today's episode. Heather is also a CrossFit instructor, ice cream addict, toddler mom, and adoption advocate, and she's giving two freebies to you with this episode. One is about hormone support, and she describes that in much better detail, and the other is for navigating nutrition for those with PCOS. You can grab both of those through the links in the description, so be sure not to miss them. Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom and finding wellness without the overwhelm. Welcome mama. You are in the right place. Well, hey, Heather, thank you so much for joining us today and coming on the podcast. Hey, Caroline. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yes, me too. So before we get started, I'm really excited to have this conversation today. It is one that is much needed, but can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I am a holistic pharmacist, which is just kind of a fancy way of saying, (laughs) um, I went to pharmacy school traditionally and then took everything I learned there about how the body works and how, you know, you have to know everything because drugs affect everything. Um, And went on my own journey through navigating natural health and using that information about how our body works to figure out what if we didn't have to use drugs, but we could do different things with our diet, our lifestyle, um, supplements maybe, or like other techniques to kind of biohack, which is this fancy word right now. Um, But it really just means tell your body what you want it to do to get the outcome you want. And so um, I went to a school for natural medicine to get a holistic health practitioner certification um, and have merged that with my experience in pharmacy. And so now what I do really is just help women understand their bodies, understand their hormones and keep things as simple and effective as possible because I feel like there's such a gap in between like Western medicine, which was traditionally like the pharmacy I practiced of like, here's all the medicines, take them the rest of your life. Good luck. What you're experiencing is normal. We've got 10 minutes. You need to get out of this office. 
versus um, holistic medicine or natural medicine that can sometimes go really deep and do like tons of testing. And then you feel like you're stuck on tons of supplements. And then you have all these food sensitivities. And I feel like the practicality gets lost in translation along the way. So I like to come right there in the middle and say like, hey, let's merge all of this and get you results without overwhelming your life. I love that you approach both of them and that you found this blend of both of them because sometimes one side of the coin or the other, it just doesn't work for everybody. And we feel like we have to fall into like one of the two camps and you're meeting people right in the middle there. That is fantastic. Now, I love how you brought up the word normal. Like this is normal. You just got to be on all these pills now and all these medicines. Jumping into... What I really would like to discuss today is, you know, periods and menstrual health and all the cycle that women's bodies go through. And there seems to be this idea that some women just have really bad periods and, you know, they have like cramping so intense that they vomit and they're like heavy bleeding for days. But is this, is this normal? Is this, you know, Did the women who experience these extremely painful periods, did they kind of just draw the short end of the stick or is this not normal? Yeah, I think that's so good because a lot of times we are just kind of taught that like, and sorry, I get so excited. I have like the ideas, right? (laughs) So we're usually taught that like, oh, like whatever your period's like when, you know, you're 15 or whatever, that's just what we actually accept as normal. A lot of times we don't really question it. And then if we do question it, and we go to the doctor, if it's coming normally, then typically they say like, oh, like you're fine. Or if we don't like what we feel when our periods come, they say, here's some birth control and that'll just shut the whole system down. And so what we lose is that spectrum of like, what if I don't want medication, but I want my period to be better, then what do I do? Um, And there is a thousand percent an option. A lot of times because things do pass down. So there's all these things that can contribute to a really severe period or a period that just kind of sucks or comes with things like migraines or symptoms or whatever. So a lot of us kind of accept that maybe it's genetic because our moms had heavy periods or our cousins or aunts or whatever. But even though there may be a genetic predisposition to having your body break down things like estrogen and progesterone and make hormones differently than someone else, that may have a better period, it doesn't mean you can't still impact those things. Um, I like to explain to people that like hormones, it's kind of like a spectrum. Like some people's hormones are super resilient and they don't have any sensitivities. And like, those are the people that, I mean, I feel like we can all picture them. Like they can eat whatever they want. They can work out all the time. They can still have abs. They have great periods. Like their hair is beautiful and they never break out. Like There's just people like that, and that just means that their hormones have a ton of resilience. And that could be possibly genetic, that could be environmental, that could be, you know, a number of things. There's no way to extract, like, one piece and say this is the reason. But then there's more women than not that are just sensitive to hormones, and that can basically, or your hormones are sensitive to life, let me explain it like that. And that can be a spectrum. It may be that you just have bad periods that your cramping's really bad and you have to take medicine, but you're not throwing up. It may be that, you know, you have something like endometriosis or PCOS where your body in effort to survive has turned on all these different pathways and all these different mechanisms to keep you safe. But the impact of that makes you feel really crappy when your period comes. And so 
there's ways that you can support your body to get it closer to that resiliency side of the spectrum, no matter where you're at. Does that mean that all of us could end up there? Probably not. Like there's just things that sometimes we can't get to a hundred percent because again, genetics and lifestyle and things our bodies experienced before. But I love working with women and watching them get periods that they never even thought were possible. Um, and so a lot of that does come down to, I hit on two keywords, estrogen and progesterone. We have all types of hormones that impact our cycle and our periods and all that. But those are the two big kickers that a lot of people are familiar with. And if you Google, you're going to see, you know, ideas of how to support each of those levels. And that's kind of where we hone in a little bit to say like, okay, if you're having something like early periods and insomnia and anxiety before they come, we're thinking that's a progesterone issue. Um, Typically it means it's low. When progesterone is able to get low, estrogen just says like, well, I'll call all the shots. So then usually that's accompanied with really heavy periods and cramps and that nausea you mentioned and all of that stuff. And then we have, you know, the extremes of that that look like, um, you know, endometriosis and then another extreme that may look like, um, like HPA axis dysfunction or something like that. So that's kind of as brief as, as I'll keep it. <laughs> like that's such a useful answer. You know, I love that you, you really did cover a wide range of things, but you know, when it comes to our bodies and to our cycle, I think a lot of times women just kind of accept things like you were saying as it's genetics. Like my mom had this, my cousin has really bad periods too, but you're saying that there's a lot of different factors and a lot of different influences that can cause these different symptoms. And maybe we just shouldn't accept it straight as fact And if we're not liking what we're feeling, there are additional resources and answers out there that we can find. Now, you did mention there are, and I know this is going to be like such a difficult question to answer because I'm sure there are a lot of different examples and explanations and it really depends on the person. But you mentioned there are things that we could do to make our hormones more resilient. And I'm just a little bit curious if you could give us sort of a blanket answer if possible. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot, again, going back into the realm of like, okay, well, you know, you'll have some practitioners that say like, well, you need to test your hormones first. Test, 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 test. And that's great. However, I see a lot of women whose tests come back normal, but they still have symptoms and they still don't feel great. Or who now we're like shooting for this ideal level that we think should make us feel better. And we kind of forget the whole side of things of like, but how do you feel as all of this is changing and transitioning and all of that? So the first thing I explain to women is we've got to kind of understand and get a picture of what do we think is going on? Even if we don't do all the testing to give us all the exact numbers, because sometimes that doesn't even tell us what's actually going on um, in a way that we can practically execute what to do next. So the first thing I say is like, you've got to be tracking your symptoms with your cycle. And so you want to know, like, I get headaches. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll say like, well, I get sporadic migraines and it's so common for us to blame that on something we ate, right? Like we think like, oh, I have a food sensitivity to this, or it was this, or it was this, because we think that our body works in this, like what we do, then we see a result, what we do, then we see a result. But it actually says like, okay, she did this, she did this, she did this, she did this. And then it looks over like the last month and says, okay, now what do we do about that? 
So that's more how our bodies work, but we don't work. We don't, we don't think like that. So mm-hmm. when we start thinking about like, well, how do I fix this symptom? We start thinking of those immediate things that are going to make a difference. And that's not always the case. So that's why I say, if you start tracking it, you'll notice trends that you wouldn't notice normally. So, you know, I've had clients that say like, well, I have migraines every now and then, and then I have them, you know, just write down in a journal Every single day they have a migraine and every single day that same journal has their cycle date. And we realize they get a migraine every time their estrogen rises. So then I know, all right, we need to work on estrogen metabolism. Or maybe they have insomnia and they think it's like, well, sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. And they're actually having insomnia the entire second half of their cycle when their progesterone should be high. And so then we say like, all right, we need to work on supporting progesterone. And a big piece of that is coincidentally helping estrogen metabolism. So the overarching like biggest thing to remember here is that number one, your body always, always, always wants to put your hormones back in balance. So if it gets what it needs, it'll do it. You don't have to do all the finagling. You just give your body what it needs in order to shift things back into balance. The second piece to remember um, when thinking about like, well, what are some of the overarching strategies we need to think of? is that your body will prioritize your stress system over anything. So one of the most common root causes that I see ever, ever, ever is that women's stress signals are so high that their stress system gets activated and that immediately shuts down their body's production of things like estrogen and progesterone. And then we see tons and tons of imbalance happen because you don't have it when you need it and it's you know high at certain times when it shouldn't be. And so... That's a really, really key piece is like, we've got to keep your stress down to allow your body to do what it needs to do. And then it's got to have what it needs to do what it needs to do. So that's the third piece, which is you've got to have hormone building blocks. You want to have a nutrition and a movement and um, kind of a lifestyle strategy of just simple, intentional things that you do to tell your body, hey, you're safe you have what you need to make these hormones, there's no reason to put them out of balance. And a lot of times that's why things are out of balance because some, at some point, one time or another, your body got a signal that said, Hey, something's like dangerous. Something's not right. We need to change some things in order to stay alive. And that's what it does. Um, And whether that be, you know, stuff with your gut health or your liver detoxing or there's inflammation because of things you've been exposed to or because of stress, like those are all the pieces we kind of pick apart. But in general, we can narrow it down to like 10 to 15 things that most women, depending on what your symptoms are and where in your cycle, can imply intentionality to in order to see really big results. It's just how we do that varies on what the symptoms are, what's the most prominent symptom, and what we strategize fixing first. You know, basically, you're kind of saying that, and I kind of have this thought a lot, that your body, it's smarter than I think a lot of people give it credit for. It knows what it's doing. Oh, yeah. It just needs, you know, it kind of needs you to support it and to help it out occasionally, Mm -hmm. but it it knows what it's doing. So what are the signs and symptoms of a healthy cycle versus an unhealthy cycle? Like where is kind of that line of this is, this is fine and this is normal, but maybe this is a bit of a concern. Yeah. I think a lot of what we think about when we think about cycle is like your actual period, but that's not truly like when, so when we talk about cycle, I want us to think about more like the whole 28 days. 
So we're looking for what are the signs or symptoms that are happening in that 28-day period that is a way your body's talking to you. So the, the thing about your body being so smart is that it a thousand percent is, and all it does is talk to us all the time, day in and day out. It's just like telling us, and that's what your symptoms are. Your symptoms are your body's way of talking to you. The problem, again, is that rather than us like kind of track it and listen and figure out what is it actually trying to say, we think that we need to do something immediately to fix it. And then we kind of get the message mixed up. And so it's it's very similar to raising kids or dealing with a husband. But like if they're still talking, we can't just like interrupt and try to fix it or we may miss the whole point of what they're trying to say. And so when I think about like, what are we looking for? We're looking for someone having few symptoms. We're looking for you to be able to go through a normal month and have good energy, good sleep, good libido, clear skin, and for it to last the majority of that month. Now, will things naturally decline in energy and mood and like kind of, there's a very intentional internal shift that happens closer to your actual period coming, which is very normal. Um, And so that, it doesn't mean that like you just feel the same every single day and then you start bleeding and nothing changes. It just means that for the majority of your month, you're having more days without symptoms than you do with them. Um, And then when we think about like what your actual period and PMS and all of that should look like, it should be like, I have women all the time that tell me their period surprised them. They're like, it snuck up on them. And like, that is so possible. If you are feeling like you can't function as a human the week before your period starts and you just are dying and waiting for it to start, that's a very clear sign that something is out of balance. If once your period comes, you know, you can't function, not that like, it's very normal to feel tired. Even some cramps are normal. Like it doesn't mean you just have this wonderful period where you go dance in the fields (laughs) while bleeding. Like it doesn't have to be that. It's more so that, okay, like my cycle's here. My energy's kind of low. I know how to support my body through this. It'll last a couple days and then everything will restore and regenerate. I will ovulate. I won't have migraines, you know, in accordance to my cycle. Every time something rises or falls, my mood stays fairly stable. So if you're having just whacked out mood swings right before your cycle, That's again, a sign that at some point or another during your month, your stress system has taken over and it's got you, you know, rather than, you know, most of us go through our days and like, maybe our stress levels have us sitting at like a two or three. And then we get to our PMS period and we're like naturally sitting at like a seven or an eight and someone pulls out in front of us in traffic and we're just like at an 11, like losing our minds about it and that feels so out of body and we're like that's not how I normally react like that's not me that's a really clear sign that that stress system is is increasing and that typically happens and we see it come out that week before our period because our body naturally increases stress in a good way we have good stress and bad stress it increases it in a good way because that's how we actually shed the lining and go through the whole cycle to regenerate and restore to have what we need to go through the cycle again the next month. Mentioning this this cycle and how we are looking at the whole 28 days. And you know, there are like some some for lack of a better word like fluctuations and you were saying like you might have some low energy. Where are the days if we could kind of like take a little walk down these 28 yeah. days here of like you might feel low energy these days or you might be feeling this like these days because 
I think it does help a lot of women to to see that circle and to kind of have like a heads up of like these days might be you might be a little more tired or like these days you might be a little more this like when do those happen within that 28 days? Yeah, I love that. I actually this is interesting. It's really fun. I have a um, course coming out that's really like walking women through like all it's literally like your path through your period. Um, The whole thing I say period, but like the whole cycle. But okay, so if we think about, you know, the time day one would be their first day of heavy flow. Like that's when you're actually bleeding. So your body is kind of at its lowest point. It's almost like if we were thinking about like a roller coaster, right? So it's at its lowest point. And then your period may last till like day four or five or six or seven. And then it's going to start rising. And the peak, the pinnacle, the big thing is ovulation, which should happen right in the middle of your I'm saying 28 day, that's assuming you have a very normal cycle. If it's, you know, more than 32 days, less than 26 days, we start thinking there's imbalances as well. Um, So we peak at ovulation and then we decline and our body kind of goes through this time period where it's preparing to do the rest cycle again. So our day one, our actual period, anytime we're bleeding, our body's wanting us to rest our energy's low, our hormone levels are low, like everything is kind of needing a little bit of a reset. And so if we, which is very, very common and normal in today's society, push through that and we just say like, well, I don't have time. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Like whatever. We typically see burnout happen around week three because your body gives us, it, it, it says like, okay, that's fine. I'll push through. I'll push through. I'll push through. But then it goes through its peak. And then when things start declining, rather than having this nice, steady, like smooth drop down to your lower levels again, your body just plummets because it's like, we did, we used up everything we had to push through that week we were supposed to be resting and we didn't. So there's a ton of information out there about cycle syncing. And again, like it can be so helpful, but for a lot of like really busy, stressed out women, especially if they're moms, like they don't have time to add that whole thing into their life. So I say, let's keep it super, super basic. And when we keep it basic, what we think about is the very first thing you need to be doing is resting during your period. The two days before your period, up until you're basically done bleeding, your body wants rest. It wants you to take things off your plate. It wants you to delegate. It means that maybe you normally go to the grocery store every week, but you do Instacart that week. Um, if you run a business, it means that, you know, maybe you don't do big launches or big, you know, things that require a ton of energy, a ton of social interaction. Your energy also changes throughout all of these different points in your cycle. And so if you can kind of work with that, that's going to be really helpful too. So if we think about it really practically of like, well, your body wants you to conceive, that's the point of ovulation. It intentionally increases your um, energy in terms of being social, in terms of um, having like a lot of creativity and a lot of ideas and being super like magnetizing towards your ovulation. And then you ovulate because your body wants people attracted to you. It wants you out there. It wants you social. It wants you having fun because it's like, hey, if we're getting pregnant this month, we need to like be out there on our game. Your skin's the best. Like everything really leads up to that ovulation. And then afterwards, your body kind of turns more inward and says, okay, let's support and focus and um, give our give us time to rest and to do everything we need to do in case we did actually conceive. So even our natural like ability between the way our brain connects, the way our um, 
left and right hemispheres connect are influenced by the shifts in things like estrogen and progesterone, which is so amazing, right? Um, so we have this kind of like natural peak where we're super social. We feel like we can do all the things. We have tons of energy and then it's going to start to decline and it's going to get less and less the closer we get to our period, which is the other peak if we were looking at it two sides. And that peak is like, um, I guess it's not a peak at all. It's like a valley. That's our valley of like rest, 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 rest. So that's like the most basic simple way is to know like, okay, my energy is going to rise. It's going to peak and then it's going to start decreasing. And the key is I've got to rest when my body wants rest the most in order to allow it to peak the way it should peak and then to transition low again. This has, this whole interview has been full of such useful information in just a short amount of time. And there are so many more questions that I really want to ask you. Like, I feel like we could talk for quite a while because like every time you say something, I'm like, there's like three more questions that pop up, but I do like to keep, you know, my episodes a little bit shorter. So painfully, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to wrap up now, even though I have a lot more questions, but where can people find you? Because I know women are definitely going to want to connect with you. So where can women connect with you? Yeah, of course. Um, so I am at Dr. Heather Rhodes on Instagram. That's where I am the most active. Um, and then I also have a website, www.drheatherrhodes.com. And anytime I say doctor, it's just D-R, Heather Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. Um, and I have a freebie that has a kind of like mini guide of your first steps. If you're just like thinking, hey, I think my hormones need some support. I've got three steps mapped out for you. I tell you how to do them um, as well as um, you can jump in on Instagram too and ask for a template or sign up to get a template on how to track your symptoms with your cycle. That is awesome. And yes, definitely, ladies, we will link those in the show notes. So I'll link all her social links, her website, and the link to the freebies in the show notes. So definitely just go ahead and grab those. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really love this conversation. Thanks so much, Caroline. I'm so glad to be here. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram and I say the gram because you know I'm a cool mom you can find me on the gram at unstoppable moms fitness I'll talk to you next week